God bless you. God bless you. This is the day that the Lord has made. And uh, we choose to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm excited uh, to come back to you. It's been a while. But we are coming to you live. And some of you have wondered um, where we have been and what's been going on. Some of you know uh, very well all that has been going on. And I am grateful for those of you across this country who are my friends and who are in the Episcopacy that have shared and given us your support and your prayers. And don't stop praying now. We, we've got to continue to pray. But I am grateful to God for all that he has done. Uh, because many of you know what we've been going through. But many of you have been questioning us and questioning other people. I was due to have uh, an interview with on a particular show whose name I will not mention. Um, and we have been waiting to talk with them to give them basically the exclusive of what has happened. But um, um, so much has happened. And I would say to you, you would be surprised to find out that it actually happened in the church. I am so surprised that church people can operate and act like they act. Uh, I didn't go on another particular talk show because I did not want to display all of the acts that have gone on uh, by the Christians that uh, I was uh, familiar with because I did not expect to think my biggest disappointment was when uh, someone who I have had respect for most of my life, and I continue to have respect for him. I, I, I want to say that I continue to have respect for him. Uh, but I was just disappointed when he said to me, since you don't want to be a part of this organization anymore, and since you say God told you uh, to uh, depart and to start your own church, start with nothing. So they basically took the money that we had in the treasure and that we had accumulated with our members over uh, the months and took that money, froze it, and did not give us a salary and said to us, you know, if the Lord said, then we'll see. But I, I am here to happily report the Lord must have said because just as always, the Lord is a provider. He is Jehovah Jireh. He's the Lord who does provide, and he has been providing very well uh, for us as a church, as well as for my family. But I just never thought I would be put in a place like that. Never thought my furniture would be set outside in the rain, and uh, half of my furniture would be taken. Never thought that... Uh, when I call people to find out what was going on, they would be so evil and that they would be so mean and to say, yeah, we told the people to put your stuff outside. So it's just a lot of things that I just never thought would happen in the church. I've always tried to be a person of integrity. And if the person that I was under, the bishop that I was under, would be honest, I've always been honest with him whenever he asked me a question about anything, lifestyle, because I've always felt like uh, various people, these are our fathers, and uh, we're supposed to submit ourselves in the hands of our fathers. 
that our fathers are supposed to give us instruction. So we needed to be honest with them. So if they would be honest, they would say we've always been a person of integrity and honesty. Even when it was not popular or even when I was not right. Even when I needed correction. So um, as I say, I am just basically flabbergasted and surprised. But I am happy to report that the Lord is blessing us. We're currently having service in another place in which a great apostle uh, opened her doors and allows us to have service there every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. And so we're there every Sunday morning and the Lord has been blessing. The Spirit of God has been moving. We've had uh, challenges. Um, had a demonic possessed lady to come in and we had to deal with that. But I think uh, the Lord has showed us something. One thing the Lord has showed me and I want to share this with you is... If you're going to be in ministry, I believe you're going to be tested just like Jesus was tested. Jesus was denied. Jesus was, uh, you know, uh, uh, rejected. Jesus had a, a lot of things to happen to him at the uh, ultimate place of his ministry. And I've now learned that if you're going to be successful, you have to be lied on. You're going to have to be rejected. You're going to have to be denied. And so we have basically gone through all of those things. And God has a way of really showing you the reality of the Word of God. Um, one thing about it, the scripture that David talks about uh, when he is dealing with people that he felt that he had confidence in and that he felt like he had relationship with, David said, it was not my enemy that approached me because then I would have been able to bear it. I would have been able to take it. I would have uh, it, it expected it. You don't expect things from the church. But I've also got to be honest with you. Uh, I now uh, think I may sort of understand and I don't want to be uh, uh, disrespectful when I say that. But I, I now think I sort of understand uh, our founder, Bishop Bromfield Johnson, who, if you watch uh, our podcast or if you're listening to our podcast, you see his picture. And I believe I'm able to use this picture because I am uh, a true son and I understand some of the things. I was able to meet him as well as to meet uh, the other bishops of of the church organization that I'm in, the other prelates. Uh, and please let me say that word is prelate and not prelates. The other prelates, I was able to meet them and to commune with them. So I believe I, I have the right to actually use his pictures. Um, but I, 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 I believe I sort of now understand what he may have gone through in his foundering of uh, a great organization. Um, I now understand, I, I may understand what Granny B and Mother Helen Cloud and, and, and Dorothy Clinton and, and, and the list goes on and on. Robbie Irvin and, and uh, Jeanette Hyman. How, how they must have had to suffer and go through things and go through with people, first of all, not believing them for what they were saying. Not believing that they were hearing from God. Not believing that the leader, the founder himself, had heard from God and was now establishing a great church. And I, I'm not saying that to say, you know, because a lot of people have asked me, what are you going to do now? Are you establishing a church? Are you establishing an organization? 
the Lord has not at this particular time said to me to establish an organization. Um, we just basically have been keeping the wonderful church. And I have to say wonderful church because God has given me, wow, I did lose a, a small group of people. God gave me a wonderful group of people to actually fellowship and worship with. And uh, we're doing things that we could not do when we were a larger congregation. And I uh, attest that to the fact that so built they the wall and the wall was joined thereof because the people had a mind to work. But there's so many things that we can take from this. There's so many things we can get mm -hmm. from this. I've written so many notes and it's going to take me more than this one uh, uh, podcast to actually address some things. Uh, uh, I also am, am excited and ignited because I now understand uh, Bishop Brunfeld Johnson, one of the scriptures that he used to teach is be careful for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known and the peace of God. That goes past, goes past. The peace of God that goes past. Any person's understanding will keep your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. And, and I, 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 a lot of those things that he taught, a lot of those things that he shared, you know, a lot of those prayers that he prayed, the songs that he taught, to be honest with you, have kept me alive and have kept me uh understanding what is the true mission for what God wants us to do in this hour. And I believe that we have to be careful because sometimes we build up kingdoms. Um, my son actually called one of the people who is uh, working against us. And while calling them, uh, they then said to him, and, and I call it extortion. You know, if you, if your father and your family wants to be okay, and if Y'all don't want any further embarrassment. I would shut all this down and I wouldn't fight for the church. I wouldn't fight uh, for anything else. I'll just go on my way because we have tapes and we have recordings of him and things that we can release. And uh, that was so funny to me because uh, as my son says, a lot of the tactics that are being used are worldly tactics. And who would have thought that the church would be operating like the world who would think that the church would be acting like the world uh but and the lord has assured us that the battle is not ours but it belongs to the lord therefore we fight on and so uh, as we look at these things uh we begin to understand uh a lot of things i understand why certain people and people that used to be up under my ministry that i thought would still have integrity and tell the truth uh didn't tell the truth when asked questions they didn't tell the truth because they are mad but that only causes god to bless you and people i'm sure have been threatened so that they could change their testimony but they didn't realize that you know we already have emails and ha uh, not emails or text messages uh that were already communicated that showed uh that the things that were happening were not happening and so um, I found out that God has a way of doing things and nobody, you know, would have ever told me, uh, that I would be going through this, but I have to say tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promises, just to know 
it was said by God. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. How I prove him all and all. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. And that's, you know, we, we stand on the premise of um, some of the traditional church values because I feel like we're living in a day and time when we've got to be careful because I believe that the world is looking at the church. And the scripture says that the saints are going to judge the world, but it also says judgment must first begin at the house of God. And then he gives us a warning that if we, you know, if we can't handle it, we can't do right there, how are we going to judge the world? Uh, and I think about the story of Eli, because Eli, uh, Eli had a judgment on his life. And Eli's judgment dealt with the fact that he had an opportunity to do what's right. He had an opportunity uh, uh, to take care of the house of God. Eli also had sons, but he allowed them to run amok in the house of God. We're talking about Hophnius and Phineas. And when he did that, God brought judgment on Eli because Eli did not do the right thing. And uh, the Bible says we have many, many uh, uh, fathers, but very few counselors. We have very few people that are actually going to give us what is right, the right direction. So Eli allowed uh, the house of God to go without any counsel. He was, he was uh, inconsistent. He was not persistent. And the Bible says in this day and time, we need persistent fathers, persistent men and women of God who are going to lead the house of God. Uh, the day for leaders manipulating and playing with people's feeling and telling them what God said and thinking they don't have a relationship with God, I believe it's over. I believe that, that, that God has put an end to that day and that God wants his church to do what's right. So um, that was one of the main reasons why uh, I started the church that we started because I want to be a church of integrity. I want to be a church of character. I want to be a church that is portraying uh, God and, and, and how God wants us to act. And uh, I, I preached a message Sunday, which was probably not one of my popular messages because um, it dealt with us living right and living holy. Nobody wants to live right. Nobody wants to live holy anymore. But I've got to say to you that this is a day when the church of God has got to trust in the Lord and we've got to live right and we got to live holy. And, and you know, that might sound uh, funny coming from me, uh, but uh, we used to sing a song. I learned how to live right. I've learned how to live holy. I've gotten to the place where living holy is something that I strive for. Uh, I'll say this and, and, and we'll end this particular podcast because I believe there are a lot of people now who are living behind excuses. They're living behind um, trying to say things like God understands what well, God won't have a problem with well, God. No, God knew who I was when he made me. God knew what I was. And so now people are using that for an excuse. But we are without excuse because his blood was shed 
on the cross. And since his blood has been shed on the cross, then we are without excuse. The Bible says we are to present ourselves holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. It's our reasonable. It's the, it's the least we can do knowing what Christ did for us. So I'll say to you as I end this podcast, and you'll be hearing from us, those of you that are used to our podcast, uh, starting next week, we'll be back every Thursday night. Uh, beginning at 7 o'clock, and so you can meet us live, or you can meet us uh, by the other means. We stream on every network, uh, but I'll say to you that God wants us to live without excuse. He wants us to live without always uh, uh, blaming it on somebody else, blaming it on God. God knows I am. God knows what I did. God knows. He knew when he made me that I was going to be like this. It's time for us to live without excuse and live for God. The saints of old, saints that I call Della Miles and, and, and Lois Moore and Lenore Eldridge, they went through so many things in the house of God. Rosebud Wilson, the names just keep coming to me. But they were able to hold on to God until God came through. And I want to say to you today, those of you that are listening, as we close, I also want to pray. It just jumped in my spirit. I want to pray for you. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray because there are those that even the enemy is trying to tempt and he's trying to try. Your word is clear. Your psalm declares, by this we know the Lord has favored us because he has not allowed our enemies to triumph on us, over us. So, Father, I thank you now that the blessings of the Lord are in your hands. No man can stop them. So God, I place the people of God into your hands. Let us live without excuse. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, be blessed. And uh, tune in the next time when you see us, the voice of the bishop.